0: Welcome, Melissa Wisehart, to the Musician's Venture Podcast. I'm so glad to have you here. Melissa is fr- uh, she is from Wise Jennings, the band, and also Wise Farms
1: Productions. So um, tell us about what those things are. Thank you. <laughs> well, first of all, thank you for having me. I appreciate the, the chance to yeah. come sit and talk with you. Yeah. Um, yeah, so Wise Jennings and Wise Farm, I would just call it Wise Farm, two different things things, but both related to music. So Wise Jennings is our band, um, and that's just my husband and I. Mm -hmm. So we do original music. Um, We play all around the state, region, wherever anybody will have us. We go and do shows. We're typically pretty busy. Um, We're like um, roots rock with flavors of punk and rockabilly and folk rock and all sorts of different things. We're kind of a- Genre unto our own, we <laughs> kind of like to say. Um, and then Wise Farm Productions is the production end of things. So I also have a passion for um, putting together events. Mm-hmm. I love all sorts of music. So, mm-hmm. you know, one of the benefits of being in a band is we, we do get to meet a lot of other great musicians um, from our area. But on the negative side, we don't get a chance to actually go hear people a lot, so I love to put together shows um, where I can feature other local, original talent. Mm -hmm. And I do that periodically at kind of a variety of locations, but um, based out of the Lake Lake Geneva area. That's where we're from.
0: Yeah, Lake Geneva, Wisconsin. So, yeah, and so what came first? Uh, Was it your band, or was it your events?
1: Oh, the band. Yeah. yeah. So we started out um, as Wise Jennings about five years ago, Maybe not even that long. I mean, we, we kind of did a whole spell of, like, just cover songs in the beginning, and then we switched over to original music. But um, especially after we switched over to doing original music, we realized pretty quickly that it was really, really difficult for original artists to find venues, um, festivals, mm-hmm. special events to, to be able to play at. Um, and it was kind of at that time that I was like, Well, it'd be kinda of fun if we put together our own our own thing and so the first thing that we did was like our inaugural Wise Fest. Mm-hmm. And we did it at our house and we had like five bands um from across the region and it was just a, a trial run to see like, you know, in our area would people even have an appetite for something like that. And it went extremely well. Yeah. It was so much fun and we just got lots and lots of great feedback like you know thank you for doing this like we never get this sort of thing in lake geneva you know keep doing it so we kind of continued on from there um we do two main festivals every year we do one called feed your head fest in june where we partner with our friend tim townsend from black circle records in lake geneva and we throw his festival and then we do wise fest in the fall Every year, and then throughout the year, we kind of do a variety of things. Mm-hmm. Um, we do a, a, a number of like private shows where we do them in our barn. Mm-hmm. Um, that you know, it's kind of like invite only right, sort of right. thing, which is I'm I'm realizing is probably the most fun sort of event that we do. because yeah. it's low stress. But it's just so much fun, yeah. Because yeah. it's just all the people that come are we know that they're into it, yeah. And, you know, it's always a great time. Um,
0: yeah, and you know exactly who they are, who's coming. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. And it's it's just fun. Yeah. So I just enjoy it so much. Like I, I really love that piece of things. It's awesome.
0: How, how long? I mean, you, you're really really great at putting together events. Have you been like an event organizer before doing this, or like what?
1: <laughs> No, but I, in my, you know, my day job, um, which I still have to have because I, you know, I have two kids to support. Like, I need health insurance and all the things, you know, but um, I have an operations background. Ah. So, like, I am used to creating processes and procedures and making sure things get done (laughs) and almost like a project management type background. Um, so it just comes naturally to me. Like, yeah, I love spreadsheets and I like ticking <laughs> off boxes and I like doing all those things. So it fits well with my personality to organize something, sure,
0: sure,
1: because it it gives me personal satisfaction when I can see that oh I you know start from the beginning mm-hmm. and then I have to do all these things and then it works out great and then blah, you know yeah
0: <laughs> yeah and your concerts and um, I mean besides your own but also just the ones that you put on. Um, on your on your own land and um, out elsewhere now, um, I mean they have kind of like a cult following. I don't know. Would you say that? I would.
1: <laughs> yeah, and it's it it's growing. I mean, what what's uh, so fun about it? it and I, I've said this all along. Like I always tell people, like just trust me. I'm not yeah. going to steer mm-hmm. you wrong. Like mm-hmm. you may not know the bands, mm-hmm. or you've never heard of these people, mm-hmm. but trust me, I'm not going to yeah. bring you something that you're not going to like. And people like agree with that they're like oh well if melissa's putting <laughs> putting this show together it's probably going to be good yeah like uh, we'll go
0: yeah
1: you know and and the beautiful thing about that is once you start doing that it people spread the word yeah you know and so then you know next time they'll come and they'll bring some friends and then those friends will bring some friends mm-hmm. and it's just but you have to just stick with it like it it's like with anything and doesn't happen overnight and you know if you're just consistent and you know authentic about mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. I feel like that's important
0: absolutely yeah 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 and you can tell that you love what you do and you're having fun doing it <laughs> yeah yeah that's awesome and you have been doing this now for how many years um, putting the events together
1: um let's see we did our first wise fest in 2018 okay so not that long. yeah no not that long yeah
0: yeah I remember when I um, started doing the Wisconsin Music Venture stuff um, and uh, Rakawiki, who we both know and we're our friends with, she was like, you got to check out these folks. You got to know <laughs> what they're doing. So yeah, the word is definitely getting around and through people like that who just love it and love the just like family, friendly. you know, it, I don't know. Yeah. It's not, I wouldn't say family friendly per se, but like it's a family
1: it's a community. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. It is, yeah. 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 Community vibe, you know, kind of out in the farm, but like not like I don't know, it's it's folksy kind of, but it's I yeah. don't know.
1: It's grassroots. Yeah,
0: grassroots is a better word.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um no, we're really lucky. We've just and we you know, there's some really awesome people that that, you know, are, are real big backers of ours that are like, just always there for us. Mm-hmm. you know willing to help willing to help spread the word you know yeah and it you know we just I feel so lucky yeah so much of the time because it's like wow like you know these people just keep they keep coming and yeah supporting well, what we're doing and doing a great job it's just yeah awesome
0: yeah how did you um get your start as a musician yourself. You're a female drummer. Uh, <laughs> I love that about you. Um, we need more female drummers in the world, but there, there are becoming to be more. Yeah. Know? Yeah. Um, and uh, so how did you get your start as a musician?
1: Well, it's it's kind of a funny story. So uh, Jeff and I, my husband Jeff and I met in a band. That's how we met mm-hmm. 20 years ago mm-hmm. or so. Um, but I didn't, I, I just, I sang. Mm-hmm. It's like I was just part of the band as a singer, Um, and we stopped doing music after we had our first son Mm -hmm. and, uh, and we just didn't do any music for years and years. Like we Mm -hmm. just, just didn't, we were building careers. We're raising our kids. And then we, we moved to Lake Geneva about seven years ago from Illinois. We're originally from Wisconsin. So it felt really good. Like the kids were a little bit older. We moved back to Wisconsin. We felt like we were kind of at home mm-hmm. again because we just really never could fit in mm-hmm. in illinois right, right no offense to anybody in illinois but it just wasn't for us oh they know yeah no when you when you grow up in northern wisconsin there's no part of illinois that you can fit into but um
0: and, and probably it, vice versa yeah so.
1: yeah so um so we moved back to lake geneva and then we i'll just tell you the the whole story cause yeah but that's okay Hey,
0: we got a, um, a whole podcast to fill. but we yeah. were
1: sitting at um the East Troy Bluegrass Festival. Cool. After we moved here. Like, we just went. We saw that it was happening. And we're like, well, let's go to this thing. Yeah. Um, and we're sitting there listening to this music. I mean, and no offense to anybody, but it was like mediocre bluegrass music. Mm-hmm. You know, we're like, God, we could do that. Right. Like, we should totally do music again. And we're talking to each other. Yeah. And we kind of, like, that day agreed, like, no, yeah, why not? Like, we should just give it a try. Had no idea what we would do at all. No clue. So we just started listening, like just listening to more music and trying to figure out like, you know, genre wise, what did we want to do? What would fit well for us? Um, and we agreed that we would just be a duo. So we knew that from, from the start because we didn't know anybody. right? So we're like, well, we're just going to be a duo. So that's the baseline. And then I told Jeff, like, okay, that's fine. But if we're just going to be a duo, I have to learn how to do something other than sing. Like, I'm not going to just sit on a stool and sing. Yeah, yeah. I'm just not going to do it. And so he, he actually discovered um, the band Shovels and Rope. So he was listening and he called me up and he's like, hey, listen to this song. It was Birmingham by Shovels and Rope. He's like, listen to this song. Do you think you could learn how to play drums? and so I listened and I'm like, sure. I could totally <laughs> learn how to play drums. Had never sat at a drum kit before. Nice. So I just started watching YouTube videos and listening yeah. to to music and just trying to figure out and mimic what it was I was hearing. And I, I don't know, somehow I managed to figure it out. Yeah. So I mean, I definitely have like my very own style because I've never taken a formal lesson or anything
0: yeah self-taught um
1: yeah and so and it was kind of the same thing with harmonica I, I realized I really loved the harmonica because yeah. I loved old Crow medicine show <laughs> and they play harmonica like in almost every single one of their songs and I'm like well I can learn how to do that
0: too that is awesome so I just
1: again just like mimicking listening to the music trying to play what it was I was hearing and um yeah so I mean I feel like in my life, other than having my children, you know, it's a pretty big accomplishment that I was able to teach myself how to do these things. Yeah. So yeah. I'm pretty proud of that.
0: No, that's good for you. That's amazing. <laughs> what kind of um, music background did you have when you were doing more singing?
1: Just singing. Nothing formal. Yeah. I yeah. mean, I took band in high school. Yeah. I played the flute and I was in choir. Yeah,
0: yeah. But
1: I just loved singing. Yeah. What kind Lo- of band were you in? Um, I was only in officially in this one band it was we were a wedding band oh okay and so I was one of like six people in this band mm-hmm. and I you know sang harmonies all the time and Jeff and I were both in the band mm-hmm. and we from the the start like we always sang really really well together like even before we were married we were just mm-hmm. in this band together and we always felt like we you know that was something that we mm-hmm. could do really well together and so um yeah yeah just
0: that's so cool Mm -hmm. yeah and and how did you so how did you both get into this band that you met in the
1: the wedding band well uh, um he lived in eau claire Mm -hmm. and and that's kind of like the home base is around that area um he he was a music teacher so he was a a choir teacher at the high school and middle school in eau claire Mm -hmm. for many many years Mm -hmm. and so he got in the band because the a lot of the members in the band were like
2: mm-hmm.
1: band teachers mm-hmm. or choir teachers at other schools. Oh, got it. So he got in the band that way, and I got in the band because my high school band teacher was the band leader, uh. and he saw me singing in a karaoke contest, and he's like, "Hey, why don't you <laughs> why don't you come be in my band?" And I'm like, "Sure, I'll come be in your band." You know, Aww. he wanted a female singer, so yeah Aww,
0: and that's how
1: it worked <laughs> that's how it happened yeah it was so funny was so just, you
0: met in Eau Claire yeah yeah, yeah that's mm-hmm. awesome and then you just kind of ended up in Illinois for a while
1: yeah well well, Jeff left teaching and he went back to school um, in Chicago mm-hmm. to be a psychologist okay and then I followed him down there mm-hmm. and yeah and the rest is history the rest is history we were there for <laughs> a long time and yeah oh god we just hated it there <laughs>
0: Part
1: were you in? We, oh, we were. Well, it was fine before we had kids. Oh, sure. You know, sure. like we were in the city before we had kids and it was really fun. Yeah, you know, yeah. living that single life in the yeah. big city, it was like just a blast. And then we had our kids and it was like we were trying to fit into that whole suburban oh, lifestyle, yeah, yeah. which we realized really quickly like it, we're just not those people.
0: Yeah.
1: Like we're not the, the step for life. Keep up of, yeah. with the Joneses yeah. sort of people. Like we really are. I don't know. Mm -hmm. It's just, it's like soul-sucking for us. So...
0: And then how did you end up in, like, Geneva on this awesome
1: farm? Well, we... Again, like, just... You know how in life sometimes there'll be, like, things that... Like, one thing that'll happen, Mm -hmm. like, and it changes the whole course of your life.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: Like, (laughs) so that one, too. we... My company that I work for is based out of Northbrook, Illinois. Okay. And they came out with a new policy, like, eight years ago, um, encouraging people to have more flexible work life. Mm -hmm. So, like, encouraging us as workers to work with our managers to, you know, if if we want to work from home more often or if we want to, you know, basically telecommute more, Mm -hmm. um, that that's something that they would encourage. And so prior to that, it was always, like, I had to be – Mm -hmm. In the office every single day, Mm -hmm. and I worked a lot of hours, and there was just no way I had to be close to the office. So we, that policy came out, and we—I didn't really think much of it. But then we were talking, and we're like, "God, we just hate where we are." Like, and and I think we had come to Lake Geneva for Father's Day or something, Mm -hmm. and we're just walking around looking at the lake, and it was so beautiful, and we like everything just seemed more calm Mm -hmm. you know and we're like man we really wish we could just live here like that would be so great Mm -hmm. and then I said well wait a minute this new policy came out. like I'm supposed to be able to do things like this like we should really think about it and so we did and we're like well yeah let's do it let's move up here and so I started working from home like one or two days a week and I'd commute the other the rest of the time and it really wasn't that bad of a commute.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and then, you know, as time has gone on, like, everything has changed in right. the corporate world. So now I've been working from home for almost two years now because yeah. of COVID. Yeah. And I never have to go back. Right. So right.
0: I was going to say, I mean, you and everyone else, it seems yeah. like who can get away with it? Yeah.
1: Yeah. So it's just like, that was like that one little thing, like one decision, like mm-hmm. a moment in time that I remember so well mm-hmm. that ultimately changed the course of our life Mm
2: -hmm.
1: and for the better and like Mm -hmm. you know our kids were small much smaller at the time but like they from the minute we moved here they were like thank you for letting us come live here in the country Mm -hmm. this is really great like they they had no issues adjusting Mm -hmm. it was wonderful they made friends immediately like it was just the Mm -hmm. best thing
0: yeah yeah i'm so glad and i've been to your your farm for one of the shows and it's just it's the coolest place like i would i want to live there yeah, yeah. it's just, just yeah for for live music for just family life it's for anything it's just yeah. awesome
1: We're really awesome lucky spot
0: yeah yeah really
1: lucky yeah and I- Look out my windows all the time, and I'm like, I can't believe that I live here. This is so
0: great. Yeah, and as a drummer, you can practice all you want. And you're not going to bother anyone. No,
1: <laughs> neighbors don't care.
0: <laughs> They're far away, right? They're, Where's are the next closest neighbor.
1: Well, there's one across the street, <laughs> but like they don't, they just don't care. Like they and you, the sound dissipates. That's what right, I find. Right. Like we can have our buddy Josh Patterson within the mix. Um, yeah, over testing his whole audio system in our barn. Yeah, and like the neighbors barely hear it, yet we're like our ears are bleeding. You know, right. he's got it so loud. Like right. you know, it's just. I mean, it's just yeah, it's great, yeah,
0: smart if you can. <laughs> Uh, check out the farmland scene for for your band, yeah. Yeah, ask I, how
1: to get on the special list. Right,
0: I know because that's that's some one of the complaints I hear the most is like I need to find a place for to rehearse for my band. Like I'm, I hear that <laughs> all the time because no one wants to you know live near or be around the the band rehearsals and. Um, I was just hearing someone tell me yesterday about a venue that had to close down because the neighbors or the the other tenants, like, you know, just weren't having the sound issue, you know. So it's just such a problem in in some of the urban spaces. And even though you you would think it wouldn't be because you would think people are used to noise, but... um, in some, yeah. some cases, but...
1: I don't know. I Sometimes I feel like just everybody just wants to cause everybody problems.
0: Right, right.
1: Yeah. The, the cynical, the cynical time, part yeah. of me just is like, you know what? Why can't everybody just mind their own business? Yeah.
0: And I, I think you're right because everyone <laughs> is stuck at home right now and stuck, you know, uh, and, and has been for the last two years almost. You know, it's it, people are at each other's throats. That's yeah. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So so going back to when you and Jeff were like listening to that bluegrass band uh, in Elkhorn, was it Elkhorn? East Troy, East Troy. I confuse those two. Okay. Either way.
1: Well, they're um, kind of right next to each I, other. Okay.
0: Yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> when you were when you're hearing that band and you you said we could we could do music again. Um, what did you know right away it was going to be original music or no? You, okay.
1: No. Like we started out just we learned a bunch of. Basically, like, like folk and Americana covers, yeah, is is what we went in. Like we knew we didn't, you know, we liked that. Like that was a good okay. fit for us.
0: What kind of covers?
1: Um, oh God, we do like well a lot of Shovels and Rope, Small Crow Medicine Show, Wood Brothers, Avit Brothers. It was more modern Americana. Okay. Like we didn't didn't like deep dive into the mm-hmm. archives.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, but so we started doing that, and we started, you know, trying to get gigs. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's like. Something that you you don't realize when you're naive, when you first start a band, how difficult it's going to be just to get a gig. yeah And uh, we started that and we were playing, you know, like where you play Mm -hmm. when you're first starting out, like Mm -hmm. the crappiest bar shoved in a corner while everybody's eating, Mm -hmm. telling you you're too loud. Like, Mm -hmm. it's just, yeah. So we started out doing that and like, I was having fun. Jeff was not having fun he was like this sucks i never want to do this i why are we doing this cuz mm-hmm. he you know he's like i've done this before and he was in a lot of bands mm-hmm. so like mm-hmm. his musical history and career was way more extensive than mine ever was mm-hmm. um, and you know he was just like okay this is not what i thought it would be like this is way too challenging why is it so hard to get shows mm-hmm. like and i said to him well, why don't we just start writing our own music? And he was like, "Um, no. (laughs) Because I'm like, why? He's like, it's going to suck. He said, nobody's going to like it. He said, trust me, it's going to suck. And I'm like, oh, you don't know that. Like, let's just try. Yeah. So we wrote a few songs, and people liked them. And I think he was really surprised. Yeah. Like, because he really did just assume, like, he's like, everybody's going to hate this. Nobody likes original music. You're crazy if you think that anybody's gonna like it, so
0: I'm so glad you tried that, and, yeah, and...
1: so we were lucky because people actually did, yeah, like it. And what we found very quickly is that our own songs we were so much more invested in it, yeah, they were easier to learn. We just performed them better. like there was just this whole
0: different energy, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, because it was our thing. Mm-hmm. and you know, so it took time, mm-hmm. but eventually, you know we ended up writing enough new music where we could you know and I've got some of our early set lists where like I would type everything up. Project manager yeah, yeah. nothing's (laughs) handwritten it's all typed like in like the covers were in black ink but our originals I would put in red ink Uh and like when I go back and scroll through old set lists from way back when it like it grows where you know there's more and more red right? and then pretty soon it's all red ink
0: Oh, cool. And, like,
1: when we would get to that point where we could do, like, a whole set of original music, it was like, oh, my God, this is crazy. I can't believe we did this. And and now it's just with so with so much original music, we, I mean, we can play four hours of original music yeah, or more if we yeah. had to. But, like, we and we never do a cover. Yeah. People ask, and we're always like, yeah, no, I'm not <laughs> going to do that. Sorry. You know what I mean? It's just because it's who we are.
0: Yeah, I am I'm so impressed by that. And how, you've you've been churning out music like like crazy too. Like, how often are you putting out new music?
1: We've been putting an album out every year. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've got yeah. We our last album we released last like sp- er, late winter, early spring of twenty twenty one this year, um, and our next album is being mixed mm-hmm. right now. And I think we're going to plan to release, like, in August. And that's only because you have to wait, like, seven months for vinyl. Mm-hmm. Oh, right. And right. so this time we want to wait and release it when the vinyl is ready. Got it. Because last it. time we released it, but the vinyl wasn't ready for, like, another six months. Mm-hmm. It just was Yeah, weird. what's up
0: with that right now? I mean, that's a, a pandemic sort of thing right now. Correct well, or no?
1: I think um, in part, but there's, like... Only two plants in the whole world that produce this special lacquer oh. that's needed for vinyl, and one of them burned down. Oh,
2: seriously? Uh-huh.
1: And I think that happened, like, about a year and a half ago or so. I'm, it was recently. Okay. So that is kind of the source of of the issue. And then also, from what I'm reading, is just vinyl has exploded so much. Like, vinyl this year surpassed CD sales for the first yeah. time. Yeah. Since forever. And, you know, all the big artists are pressing on vinyl and, like, they literally eat up all of the production windows. Mm -hmm. So for, you know, smaller folks like us, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, we're put on this huge wait list um, Yeah, to get our product.
0: So uh, then (coughs) were you saying that you're now kind of, um, you're, you're, um, album release is now dictated by the, the availability of the records
1: it wouldn't have to be mm-hmm. uh, we're just choosing to do it that way this time um in part because we're, we're kind of tossing around the idea of of pursuing some pr
2: mm-hmm. for yeah. this
1: one in a an official pr campaign yeah. is like a, it's like a four month campaign if we choose to do it we haven't decided yet because it's a lot of money um but we've never actually promoted our albums. Mm-hmm. So like we we kind of feel like we we've never really given ourselves mm-hmm. a fair shake to even see if we
0: to see where it goes. Where it yeah. could
1: if it could do anything. Mm-hmm. You know? I mean in, in, they probably wouldn't. But you know, whatever. Like we At we feel you, like we owe yeah. it to ourselves to maybe try.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um I mean, in in all honesty, like Jeff's all on board with it. Mm -hmm. I'm the one that's kind of like, eh, I don't know. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe we should do this instead or put our money into this or that Mm -hmm. or, you know, because it's, you know, making albums is really expensive. Yeah. I mean, it's just one thing to just record it, which is what we've all just done previously. We just record it and then get the printed materials. Mm -hmm. You know, that's easy to digest mm-hmm. but then you start talking about adding pr or now printing vinyl
2: mm-hmm.
1: that's it's so expensive yeah, yeah. I, I mean i totally i mean i can completely get why people do kickstarters um for their albums because like you it's getting more and more out of reach yeah to absolutely. be able to do it
0: absolutely and then and you know, and these artists that are having trouble matching up, lining up the the merchandise orders with their tours, like they've, you know, they've been planning these tours, they have the venue dates, and they can't get the merchandise by the time. So, like, what are they doing? Like, I mean, so are some of them canceling tours? I think I've heard that some of them are. Is
1: I well, mean, or pushing them back? Yeah. I mean, but now you know, it's it's just been such a rough two years. I mean, you know, with the way COVID is going. Now, it's surging again. You know, will people be able to continue these plans that they've made Mm -hmm. for tours and traveling, you know, going internationally, whatever? Right. I guess we'll have to wait and see. Yeah. I I don't know.
0: Have you ever toured uh, as Wise Jennings? (laughs) No. Yeah?
1: Not unless – I mean, no, not like an official (laughs) – not like a cross-country tour or anything. I mean, we really – we haven't been able to just because I mean we've got kids in school, right, right. um you know it's something that we definitely are open to. Mm-hmm. Um, we just haven't we just haven't done it mm-hmm. yet. We want to make sure that it's worthwhile, yeah, if we're going to do it. yeah, it's a big you undertaking know? for sure, yeah yeah,
0: so. yeah, fair enough. How old are your kids right now?
1: We have an eleven year old and then one who's going to be fifteen mm-hmm. early January.
0: Cool. What do they think of of their mom and dad being in a band together?
1: Uh, they think it's pretty cool. I mean, they don't. They're not like fanboys. Yeah, they're both boys.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, you know, they could take it or leave it, but you know, if we ask them, they're like, "No, it's pretty cool that you do this." Yeah. You know, our fifteen-year-old is now getting into vinyl. Okay. So, like, he's asked for his own record player for Christmas, and he's nice. getting. He wants to create his own vinyl library which I'm like all about I'm like whoa this is awesome yeah and so he's developing more of an appreciation for different types of music now yeah which is great because he's a really he's a great musician he takes after Jeff a lot he's like kind of one of those kids that can pick up any instrument and play it but he doesn't realize yet what a gift that is yeah um so Good for him. Hopefully he'll you know continue that. Get more yeah. engaged with it as time goes by, but um 14, 15 years old is a really strange weird age. Yeah,
0: I would never want to go back to that myself, no. Oh
1: god. <laughs> it's just there are days when I'm like I don't even I I can't even with this kid. Yeah. I'm like, "Jeff, he is just like you." You, you deal with him. I, yeah. I don't know what to do with him.
0: Right. Yeah, I know. It's like, <laughs> thinking back to high school, it's like, just survive. Just get through those years. Oh, God.
1: Just get to the end. It's of so funny. Yeah. Those, those poor kids, they have so many, like, hormones and emotions that they don't know what to do with. I bet. And, like, you just have to just let them kind of flounder a little yeah. bit. Like, you know... Yeah,
0: Aww, <laughs> poor guys. <laughs> and I don't know what would be worth worse being a guy or a girl um, as a teen, you know, young teen.
1: Well, we just had the conversation the other day. I'm like, hey, we, it could be a teenage girl right. that we're oh, trying yeah. to get ready for school in the morning. I was that. That yep. was not pleasant either. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I so know. we agreed that it's probably better the way it is. Absolutely. So.
0: I know. I come from a family of three <laughs> girls and one bathroom, and it was not, not pleasant. Oh, God. I don't recommend that.
1: Oh, so, yeah. My yeah. poor mother. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> for sure. For sure. Um, so you and Jeff, were, were you both originally from Wisconsin? Mm-hmm. Okay. So that, that, that's cool. I, I missed asking that question earlier. Uh, I wanted to, to follow up and ask, uh, now based that on, on the story that you were just telling us, um, what have been some of the biggest challenges that you faced uh, in doing music and maybe doing your own music? um you talked a little bit about some of them but uh um just you know getting the original stuff starting but also um just some of the gigs that you played but are there any others that that have come a long way
1: well you know i it in general kind of going back to the whole you know just how challenging it is to find an audience mm-hmm. in general i mean whether that be you know getting the right gigs i mean even still it's still a struggle you know you don't always know that if a venue is going to turn out great or you know is there even is anybody going to show up
2: mm-hmm.
1: like um that that continues to be something that is it's hard because you know promote you can promote so hard mm-hmm. you know using whatever platforms you have you're, you're on Facebook and Instagram and mailing lists and this and that mm-hmm. but it's getting people to actually come out and go to shows mm-hmm. is really challenging. Yeah. And you know, we we still find like if there's a lot of other things going on at the same time or you know, we had a situation recently where you know, we had this, this great show, this great bill put together and then like f- at least 50% of the people that said they were coming all got covid because uh, they were at another event. And so like the turnout was so bad. Uh, And like we, you know, it's just demoralizing when that happens, Mm. you know, but we, you know, we just remind ourselves like it's, it doesn't necessarily reflect on like how good or bad we are or whatever. It's just the circumstances, yeah. you know, and, and it's just a hard pill to swallow because you really want every show to be fantastic and like the crowd to be super engaged Mm. and you know, to, you know. Have people buy your merch? You Mm -hmm. you want all these things, but it doesn't work that way all Mm -hmm. the time. And you have to really set your ego aside a lot of the time Mm -hmm. and just remind yourself, like, okay, it's this is just what happens, Mm -hmm. and everybody goes through this.
0: Absolutely, yeah. And I I think that's important to note. Um, I'm glad you mentioned that because um, because you do seem like you have your promotional act together really well um and so i'm glad to to hear that even you have trouble like getting you know getting people to show up getting people to spread the word um because everyone has has their days with that and Um, you know, but, but the people who keep going despite that are the ones who are just going to keep building and, uh, ultimately getting, getting more regulars, getting more word of mouth. And as long as you're just, you know, persistent, it it will come. But, um, I don't know, what would you say to those people who are really struggling with, with some of, you know, the, the defeatism kind of, of, of the industry?
1: Well, I mean, like I said, I mean, so much of it, it you have to be confident in in yourself
2: mm-hmm.
1: and like just know that most of the time, this has nothing to do with how good of a performer
2: mm-hmm.
1: you are. There's so many other circumstances that factor into whether it's a good show or a bad show. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, s- setting realistic expectations too. Like, um, if you set your expectation level so high for something and then it doesn't work out that way, Mm. no matter how good it was, like, you're going to fail to see anything good about it. Mm -hmm. Like, you're just going to think of the bad stuff. Mm -hmm. So keeping a realistic uh, set of expectations Mm -hmm. is good. Um, Also, like, thinking about... You know what's what's your brand like what is it that you do mm-hmm. you know like um and trying to pick venues that are going to be a fit for that yeah. as compared to trying to fit yourself into a space that really isn't made for you yeah you know so like for us as an example you know we yeah we're a duo we could we can get away with playing in smaller spaces
2: mm-hmm.
1: but it's not a good fit for us we're too loud right We we're not the the dinner crowd sort of band, (laughs) and we used to take everything, you know, even things that were like that, and we hated hated it every single time. And we just realized, you know what, we can't do those things.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. Like even if we're free, like we have to be smart. Like we get it. You want us to come play, but we're not. It's not a good fit, Mm -hmm. you know. And and so we've committed. Like we've stopped. Doing things like that because yeah. it's just it doesn't do anything for us.
0: It's smart, yeah, and it's 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 going to save you a lot of time and energy and um, headspace because you're not worrying about how to, how do I push this performance because it's not right. it wasn't really meant for you anyways. So exactly, yeah. yeah.
1: Another thing that has been so important, at least for us, is building relationships with other musicians. Yeah, I love that. I mean, you can't yeah. do this if you don't have strong relationships Mm -hmm. with other people Mm -hmm. because so much of this business is about who you know Mm -hmm. and if you're out there just flying solo not wanting to work with anybody you're not going to get anywhere
0: yeah absolutely how do you go about meeting other musicians
1: um well you know a lot of it is you know who will get put on bills like festival Mm -hmm. bills or other things with other people um that you know we don't necessarily mm-hmm. choose that but like we always try to make it a point to to get to know people yeah you know we all have a lot of stuff in common mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know and and we've found that we relate really well with other musicians like it, these are people that just get us
2: mm-hmm. you know
1: way better than like say you know the parents of our kids yeah. friends right, or whatever right. we've got a ton of tons of friends like that but in general those people don't understand us on a personal level like other musicians or entertainers Mm do. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, and also if you're putting together a bill for something, you know, think about reaching out and asking someone or a band that maybe you don't know that you've heard of and like think, oh, they might be a good fit. Let's see if they'd be willing to come and do something with us. Those are great ways to meet people and build relationships and just being being open. Mm -hmm. And I know it's hard because, you know, we're all so busy and a lot of times we don't listen to other people's music, but it really is important to listen to what other people are doing, pay attention and, you know, just acknowledge them for it. Like Mm -hmm. someone's doing a great job or putting together good shows or whatever, like tell them. Yeah, people need to hear that. Yeah, absolutely. Like, you know, so yeah, it's just re- general relationship building.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's mm-hmm. uh, it's the word I'm looking for: networking. Yeah,
0: networking. In a way, sure. yeah. Um, How has that helped you?
1: Well, we've we've been fortunate enough to meet so many amazing people mm-hmm. doing music. I mean, and and I mean, too many for me mm-hmm. to even be able to list, but. You know to a certain extent you know we feel like we've we're just continuing to kind of build our our family mm-hmm. like and there's certain bands that we do stuff with a lot mm-hmm. because we feel like we're growing up together mm-hmm. like bands like um like the millbillies mm-hmm. or drop bear collective mm-hmm. um i mean, craig bauman you know like mm-hmm. he, he's not in the same category because he's freaking amazing and he's been around forever but like some of us have kind of all started around the same time, mm-hmm. and so we feel like we're growing up together. And it's fun to watch how successful some of these other bands are, like they're getting, and like mm-hmm. the things that people are doing. It's like, oh my god, I remember when like we were all just little baby bands and like doing the worst shows, and, and now yeah. we're we're just Finding rooting for ways, each other. Yeah. And you gotta you gotta do that, but you, you also need to do it authentically, mm-hmm. like. Mm-hmm. People can tell when you're yeah. not being authentic, yeah, yeah. so.
0: What are some of the ways you've seen uh, the inauthenticity in networking? <sighs> do people, um, I, since you put oh. together these events, for instance, like do you get people trying to get on the bill for those?
1: Well, we have had a few occasions where someone has asked us to do a show. Mm-hmm. And we've done it. And then they've, like, flat out come out and said, great, now you can have us play Wise WiseFest. <laughs> it's like, that's not how it works. <laughs> so I try, I mean, I purposely try to keep Wise Jennings and Wise Farm very separate from one another. Sure. Because I don't want anybody to feel like yeah they have to ask us to be on a show because that's the only way they'll get into one of our events. It's not true, right. for one thing. Yeah. Um, you know, and also the other, like, the other way around. Like, I'm not gonna, I don't know, it's just hard because the lines can get blurred and I think that, you know, sometimes people think that, oh, if I'm just really nice to this person or, you know, I comment on all their posts or I do this or that, that's gonna be my ticket in. And mm-hmm. it's like, it's, I'm sorry, it's not. Mm-hmm. So yeah, much of it has to do, it just has to do with, with fit and, the vibe i'm trying to create and you know i don't know i wish i could have everybody i can't i know
0: (laughs) yeah yeah i hear you yeah but no i i really like i i remember i think the first time we talked um networking was a big part of the conversation and i i just i think yeah that can really um skyrocket musicians if they are just really paying good attention to who they meet and following up with them, and and um, you know going back and revisiting some of those conversations and saying, you know, saying thank you to them for you know just uh, saying, hey, how's it been? It's been a few months, you know, just checking in, you know, just little things where that keep people, people's, people's attention. Um, you know, it's networking can really go a long ways. It's um, And people think networking oftentimes is just social media networking. Uh, I think that's often a mistake that's made right now because we hear social network, we hear that word, and we think social media network. But it's it's no, it's it's so much more than that. Um, It can be so much more than that. So yeah, it's it's a lot more than just like sending your YouTube link, you know, in a direct message to someone.
1: Right. Right. (laughs) I mean, it, you know, and also one thing that that is really important, and I, I would recommend any musician to try to make it a point to go see other people, Yeah. even if you're not on the bill. Like, if you're free,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and I know it's hard because most of us are so busy, we're gigging all the time, but, like, if you ever, even every now and again, have a chance to, like, get out and go see a show, mm-hmm. go support the scene, like, you need to do that. Mm-hmm. Because that that means so much to mm-hmm. other people, it really does. Mm-hmm. I mean, and it's going to be better. It's going to help improve yourself too. You know, you oh, yeah. you should always be researching, watching courage, what other people yeah. are doing, and being you know, trying to take something away. Like, wow, you know, they did this really well on stage. Like, we should think about that, or
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know, whatever it may be. But it's it's important. Like, in in it just will. I think goes to show people that you're, you know, you really are an authentic music lover. Yeah. You know.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I agree with you. 100% on that one. Yeah. What uh has what is the greatest lesson you've learned along the way in all of your music or and or
1: events? Greatest lesson. Well, I kind of touched on it before, but I think it's so there's this saying that I love and I have to tell Jeff this saying all the time. <laughs> and it's that expectation is the root of all heartache. And so going back to that yeah. my point before, yeah. like setting realistic mm-hmm. expectations. It's hard not to go there like think that it's going to be this amazing thing, but um I always try to remind myself and it's not like I'm trying to be like Debbie Downer or anything but like reminding myself like okay just chill on this a little bit like don't get so worried mm-hmm. if this doesn't turn out the way that you thought it mm-hmm. would and that's easier said than done but it for sure like over the last year or two I've really been telling myself that a lot because I was allowing myself to set unrealistic expectations for everything i was doing and it was just creating a lot of heartache for Mm -hmm. me to the point where i was like i don't know that i can do this anymore and just reminding myself to try to not to do that to myself Mm -hmm. (laughs) has helped a lot Mm -hmm. and so i have to remind jeff of that too because Mm -hmm. he's he's a very he's a high expectation guy Mm. he thinks everything's going to be amazing
0: yeah you
1: know and there's good things about that sometimes, too, because it makes you work harder to try to make that right. happen. But, um, you know, you just can't be so hard on yourself Yeah, because yeah. it's it's just not healthy.
0: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> good. Good points. Yeah. Um, if you had met if, if you met someone right now who's looking to get into music, what kind of advice would you give them?
1: well all of the cliche things yeah. work work really hard make sure you're really mm-hmm. good at what you do mm-hmm. but um the biggest thing i would say is just meet people build relationships mm-hmm. build relationships mm-hmm. build relationships because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. um, it's really going to be the most important thing for anybody who's especially if, they, if it's someone who's wanting to like get out gigging mm-hmm. or whatever um, I guess that's what I would say.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Have you had a favorite gig or
1: um, yeah, just show that you've done? <laughs> it can be your own. <laughs> I have so many that I mean, I yeah, I mean it's it's hard for me to pick one because yeah. we over the over the years we've had so many great amazing experiences that you know in their each in their own way are special mm-hmm. and amazing, but um, you know we we just had a show, a barn show. was it last just last weekend? Maybe it was the weekend before? No, I don't know.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: December 13th was that last weekend? Weekend yeah. before <laughs> I can't remember anyways, that's my new favorite because it was so much fun. I had so much fun. We actually performed in our own barn, which we never do. So believe nice. it or not, like I, I do the, we, we do these shows periodically and I never put ourselves on the, yeah on the bill
0: yeah yeah because it's
1: like that whole point where like, I want to keep wise farm and wise Jennings separate. Mm-hmm. So I tend not to book us. I mean, I book us for wise fest. I mean, I have, it's our own festival. That mm-hmm. makes sense. But like, I tend not to,
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, but we did perform because it was my last show as wise Jennings before my surgery that right. I'm having in January. And it was so much fun. Mm-hmm. Like We had like 50 people there. Everybody was happy. You know, the music was fantastic. We had four bands, mm-hmm. including us. And like, it was just so much fun. So that's my new favorite. Uh, Aw.
0: <laughs> yeah. That's a good way to go. Yeah. Go out before your surgery. Yeah. Before your, yeah, yeah. Be laid up a little bit, but uh, not for long. You'll, you'll come back. Bigger and better, and yeah, re-energized and with a new shoulder.
1: Yeah, yeah, M- my new parts. New, my new bionics shoulder. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> hey, I, I think I feel like a lot of drummers might have gone through different surgeries for different
1: things. Yeah, I've talked to a lot of them yeah. who are like, "Oh yeah, I got, I got this issue or that issue, sh- yeah. that issue too." You know, yeah. more
0: than any other musician in the band. Like, it's always the
1: drummers who have. Well. Maybe we, I, don't know. <laughs> I think it's bound to happen. Yeah. You're, you're banging on stuff hard enough. You're gonna right. You're gonna tear something. There's
0: that, and then also just like the equipment that they have to load all the time right. too. Right. Which,
1: I, for the record, I'd like to say I haul my own, all my own <laughs> equipment. So awesome. Yeah.
0: I would. I would have it no other way. I I'm and I glad put it to all together that.
1: and take it all down. I have, no, I have no drum roadie. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it helps that you work out of your house, though, for these
1: events. Yeah, <laughs> yeah don't feel too bad for me. It's the only exercise I get.
0: <laughs> That's awesome. No, no, I love it. I love it. There's, yeah, Need we need to have more female drummers.
1: I agree.
0: Um, do, do you have a particular favorite drummer that you look up to?
1: Um, well... I love the way that Carrie Ann Hurst drums. She's in Shovels and Rope. Okay, yeah. And she's like the person that I tried to mimic when I was first learning. Mm-hmm. Um, she's not a traditional drummer mm-hmm. either. Mm-hmm. Um, but she's so sassy, and she's just so good at what she does. Um, and then, um, yeah. I mean, she's like, like one of those people that, like, if I could be best friends with anybody, it would be her, because mm-hmm. I think she's so cool. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: Have you met her in person?
1: I, one time. Yeah. But, like, at a meet and greet yeah, yeah. at one of their shows where I was just like,
2: I really like your music.
1: <laughs> I was, like, total fangirl, you know? Yeah. Um, but, yeah, no, I mean, I I don't know. I just appreciate, I really appreciate anybody who does things just differently, mm-hmm. you know? And there's so many amazing Local drummers
0: mm-hmm. around here absolutely like
1: Craig's drummer Cliff mm-hmm. is my favorite drummer ever
0: mm-hmm.
1: he's so fun to watch
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know he's not a famous guy mm-hmm. but he's just like really entertaining
2: mm-hmm.
1: or like Jonah Wilson with jazz core friction
2: mm-hmm.
1: like amazing mm-hmm. so fun to watch I mean and these are local people, so i I don't know I tend to fangirl over the local people more than like actual big artists just because i mean
0: nothing wrong with that
1: these people there's people around here that are just so good at what they do like and they get no credit for anything like yeah you know
0: yeah that's another reason i love what you're doing you you help to to um yeah get the word out about some of the local bands that are really really great and no, you know not as many people know about them but they're starting to. They're starting to. <laughs> yeah. Because of folks like you and Wise Farm. So awesome. And um, let's see. I think I have got one more question here. Um, we have, uh, you submitted a piece of music that will play after the interview
1: here, The Clod. So can you tell me about that? The Clod. So The Clod was um, released off of our last album. So we released it in two, two volumes, Madness Inside. Mm-hmm. and and this was on volume 1 um but the clod is all about like self-loathing mm-hmm. and like how it jeff and jeff and i are guilty of this like the, it's really autobiographical mm-hmm. we just beat ourselves up about everything mm-hmm. second guess everything we do um you know, I think one of the lines in there is like, I've got a load of insecurity. Like, it's so Mm -hmm. true. And I think most people do. Um, But it it kind of, um, it's based off of like that feeling you get when, you know, you're, you're in a crowd, let's say you're like making conversation Mm -hmm. with people and like someone is just spouting off their opinions at you. And you don't, know what to say or you don't stop them like you Mm -hmm. don't you're not assertive enough to just be like you know what i i'm gonna exit from this conversation right Mm -hmm. now or i don't agree with you or whatever like you just let somebody Mm -hmm. spout off at you and you just nod and and then you feel like an idiot afterwards like why did i allow that to happen like Mm -hmm. why am i not more confident in myself to say no i don't agree with you Mm -hmm. so it's kind of loosely based around Mm -hmm. I like all that it. and it's a fun song because it's um our oldest he was 12 at the time he recorded a trombone solo oh fun on that song so in the middle of that song there's this this nice little trombone Aww. solo which is pretty cool he was just a little guy then oh
0: yeah. <laughs> i love that <laughs> awesome so the whole family almost the whole family is part of this one so
1: yeah well cool. does the youngest play anything Well, he's actually taking drum lessons. Cool. He takes drum lessons with Marty Morgan, Party Marty, which many people probably know. (laughs) Um, So he takes drum lessons and he's getting very good, but he's gonna be on our next album, the one that we're mixing right now. He's doing guest vocals on a song. So we're kind of making this a tradition that on every album we'll allow one or both of the kids to participate somehow.
0: That's great. Because so, it's fun. Yeah.
1: Yeah, we yeah. get to record that little moment in time, you know, so. Yeah,
0: that is so cool. I've I've met a couple other artists that do something similar, and it's just so sweet. It's just, you're going to have that kind Forever. of as a time capsule Forever. sort of thing. Yeah.
1: yeah, I mean, and on this next, the one that Ryan is singing on, he's just, his voice is, he's still got that little boy voice, you know, and so he's <sighs> singing. And it's just this child voice, mm-hmm. and it's like, oh, my God, I'm just going to. Mm-hmm. Love that song forever because yeah. I get to hear him when he was he was only 10 when he yeah. did that. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. I know. The children's voices. Like, that's something that, yeah, once they're gone, they're gone. So he right. would exactly. capture that.
1: Exactly. And yeah. he was so excited to do it. He was just, he kept hanging out with us because yeah. we record at home. And he just kept coming down and hanging out. And, like, he wanted so bad to to do something. Yeah. And, I said, well, why don't you sing with me on this song? And he's like, can I? And Aww. so he did. Yeah. He was really into it. He made all the faces. and, you know.
0: <laughs> oh, That's awesome. Later in life, he's going to love
1: hearing that. He's going to think that is the coolest. I know. And, yeah. I hope so. I hope that, you know, as the years go by, that the boys eventually will be like, oh, you know, this is pretty cool that my parents did this. Yeah, they will. They might not think that right now, but. Yeah, they they will. Hopefully someday. They will, definitely.
0: (laughs) Yeah, is there anything that we didn't talk about here that you might like to mention?
1: Oh, God, I think I talked so much. No, not at all. I (laughs) feel like I was just talking, talking, talking. (laughs) You know, I work at home, like I said, every day. So, like, I literally have almost zero, like, face-to-face contact with people. (laughs) So... I may have just been word vomiting all over you because <laughs> like, all, I I no. don't I never get out of the house. So no,
0: and this is an in person uh interview. And it's <laughs> it's been so nice, I know, because uh yeah, same here. And you know, a lot of the recent uh, interviews I've done have been uh, over Zoom or whatever else and but when possible it's nice to have them in person. It um, is. And I agree. Yeah, it's it's well it's it sounds a little bit better for the audio, but also I mean yeah, it's just
1: it's so nice to to come in and see you and you know you you forced me to like take a shower early in the day and get in my car and like yeah
0: i know i i have to admit i'm still wearing my pajama pants here i don't know if i'm ever gonna like wear nice clothes again unless i really have to oh
1: god i got rid of all my work clothes yeah yeah a long time ago i'm like yeah i'm never wearing these things again
0: i know I, i was thinking about that recently like where is like the the dress clothes industry going to go, you know, cuz who has to wear suits and, you know, nice right. skirts and pants? I mean, maybe in the summertime or something, but
1: as far as work goes. Even then it's like uh, right. Yeah.
0: It's crazy to me. So, yeah, but I I mean, I am enjoying this. <laughs> the life of leisure as far as the clothes go, but oh, heck yeah. Uh, yeah, but yeah. for seeing people, yeah, yeah. Not minding it at all. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you so much for being on the show here today, and I look forward, as always, to following what you do and seeing your events pop up. And I know I'll get back over there for something myself. And um, yeah, thanks for what you do for our music in the area. It's, thank it's you. It's awesome.
1: Yeah, I'll be. I'm get. I'll be getting back into it. I've got some stuff to plan. Um, you know, we always take off like January, February. Mm-hmm. It's just too cold and to to do anything out in our barn. But yeah, hopefully we'll. I'll have something in the spring, a private thing in the spring maybe, and we for sure will have Feed Your Head Fest in June. Okay.
0: Awesome. And where can people
1: find out more about these things? Um, As far as like our events for Wise Farm, it's best to just go find our Facebook page, Mm -hmm. just look for Wise Farm Productions and everything gets posted on there. Um, Wise Jennings too, we're pretty active on the socials, so that's a good Mm -hmm. spot, or we have a website. Mm Mm -hmm. Um, wisejennings.com spelled just
0: like it sounds spelled
1: just like it sounds so yeah and we love getting messages so feel free to send me messages or ask me questions or whatever I love it (laughs) like I said I don't get to interact with many people other than my cats so you know anybody wants to have a conversation with me, I'm happy to. That's awesome.
0: (laughs) All right. Definitely take her up on that (laughs) and step out at one of their shows. So Melissa Weishar, thank you so much for being on the show today.
1: Thank you.
2: of being run through the shredder. So, I am not gonna bother me. You act all ignorant, I don't disagree. But inside, I feel the boiler is a face into a smoke. And then there's the moral sin I'm thinking. So, I sit right there and focus on some drinking. Instead of dreaming of your well-deserved whipping I want the water run off down my back. Why do I feel like I'm under attack? Am I the dope of the century? You don't mean a damn thing to me Yet I smile Run off down my back Why do I feel like I'm under attack Am I the dope of the century You don't mean a damn thing to me
0: so much for listening. We hope you'll leave ratings and reviews for us wherever you're listening from. Visit the musiciansadventure.com for more information on upcoming guests, show notes, and ways to send us your topic suggestions. The Musicians Venture podcast is hosted by Allison M., recorded at Podcast Town in Wauwatosa, Wisconsin, produced by Shannon Coulard, with theme music written and performed by Mike Newmeyer. Thanks again.